The following program was produced by a community producer. I'm I'm ghost. I'm your ghost and host this evening. And Lucy, and my guest is Michael Goldman. And I'm I'm ghosting for me, I guess. Actually, in Michael's case, uh, he's a ghost revisiting Malden. Well, it's always a pleasure to come back home. Yeah, yeah. I do have uh, before we get into the show. I do have one public announcement. And many people don't realize, but part of your telephone bill that you pay to the telephone company, a small amount of that money goes to buy these, what they refer to as the Obama phones that are people of qualified low income that are unable to, uh, let's say, have the usual phone, electronic gadgets or whatever. And so, but there's also another program, and that has to do with insulating your property. And the purpose, obviously, that is that the less heat you use, the less, uh, there's, a, there's an element of conservation that goes with that. And so there, these programs that are available, and the and the main thing is that um, that's already included in your in your, your utility bill. You're paying for it, so whether you take advantage of this particular service or not, doesn't really matter. You're still going to be paying buried in the final bill that you you get from the uh, public utility. And the, the kind of program I'm referring to is where they insulate your home to uh, limit the amount of energy you use, which obviously reduces your bills, so that, that in effect, is a benefit to you. But beyond that, the conservation, which is the main focus, but as I mentioned uh, a moment ago, you're paying for that whether you utilize the service or not. But I would just offer this out to you, that there's a company, HomeWorks Energy, and their phone number is 781-333-7128, and Bill... Alcha is the person that will respond, and he's the one that does the inspections. So if you talk to him just to, as an inqu inquiry, just to get information, that you may not qualify, may not need the service, but they'll come out and do an inspection. It's done every three years free of charge. And if you extend yourself to do that service and just do the inspection, they give to you. This is this is the part that I found interesting. You get a Honeywell um, program humidor or thermostat. That's free. They also give you a shower, self-holding shower, which allows you to, I think, get a better shower than it is with the, the stationary item that goes in, in a lot of homes. And in addition to that, you get two power uh, tabs, and they hold seven plugs. And th those are given to you whether you utilize the service or not. So I think for, for many people, 
the satisfaction of having it done would would, would prove some element of of that your 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 home is 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 taking advantage of whatever you already have. If you need the service, the installation part, you can probably get it done for free. And whether you do any of that, you wind up getting this equipment that that if you go to the hardware store, it would add up to a few bucks. Why don't you give them the phone number again? Yes, I think I will do that. Good the idea. phone number is seven eight one. Three three three, seven one two eight, and it's William Alcha. So anyway, um, tell him it. Tell him uh, Uma sent you. <laughs> anyway, so that's the public announcement. There and, you go. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I, I got. He came to me today, as a matter of fact. Well, and I had it, I had the installation done um, in the attic uh, three years ago. And then it, it, it's a cycle to it, so they come out every three years and. Uh, I don't recall. I must have got some equipment at, at that time, but I don't recall. But today, he, he gave me uh, this additional equipment, and so I said, well, and, and uh, if I could put a second bath in, then I'll get myself a shower. There you go. Well, buy that. I always tell uh, seniors when I go out and uh, speak, I always say to them, uh, there are more free products like that and more free services for seniors. And uh, people... I don't think government does a good enough job in explaining to people that it, it it's there ready for you. If you don't use it, then you're wasting the, 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 the service, and it costs you nothing. And, you know, it's one of the ways we try to, you know, remember seniors. It's not just it's not just programs that you get through a senior center. It's literally programs like that. A lot of companies, too, Ed, as you well know, um, uh, go out of their way to uh, figure out ways to bring seniors in because they figure uh, if seniors get the service that their kids are going to see it and say, well, where did you get that? And next thing you know, they're selling stuff. So you're doing yourself a favor. You're doing them a favor. So, uh, again, it's always good to be aggressive on that stuff. I I talked recently to someone uh, who's a senior citizen and who qualifies for Medicaid for, for the basis of the, her, her limited income. And um, she gets contacted on the telephone by one of those marketing companies. And, and, you, and you see them advertised on TV now, and obviously there's a lot of promotional, even on the, on the phone calls, where uh, on uh, people that qualify for Medicare or, or a form of Medicare, whether it be Medicare or Medicaid, there's supplemental insurance that you need to have full, co- full coverage. And obviously, if you have Medicaid, you, you have an advantage in that you might be able to get coverage without actually taking money out of your pocket. Not, and right. she turned around, and she had a plan, and it, it seemed to uh, satisfy her. She got a phone call one day, and someone t- and that the, they tell you right there on the phone, the licensed agents, which means they're be, they, if you buy anything, you get, they're getting the commission. And it ended up she changed her plan, and then it turned out the next time she went to a doctor, uh, she ended up. He wasn't in the internet. In the net. So I had said to her after she said, "Well, you can go to the senior center, and there's people locally that are there volunteering their time, exactly. who, who know the ins and outs of those various options in the program." I said, "Why would you change insurance company?" And she didn't tell me, but I'm inclined to think they give you a little uh, gift card or something, and she thinks she's getting and, a bargain. And you know, again, they know that with seniors, it's easy sadly to trick them to say oh this is perfect and don't worry about it and don't tell anyone and you know um, that's why uh, again in the places particularly in Massachusetts we are very lucky to have uh, in most communities 
uh, not only good senior services, but senior services where you can call them and say, by the way, this guy called me and he said X. Is that a good thing for me to do? You don't have to just say yes or no. You can then you know, go to somebody who's, who's got no other interest but protecting you. Um, um, there to say to you, no, no, don't do that. That's a scam. Or, yes, that's a great idea. Yeah. And so you don't have to worry about getting taken advantage of. But uh, again, I, I, it always makes me crazy uh, the kinds of things that you know you as a state rep voted for years ago me? that that are still <laughs> that are still available, and people just leave them on the table. It's yeah. like wasted money. It, it's really. It, we should do a better. If I were governor for a day, the one thing I would really do is, is I would I would spend much more time. I would redevelop. You're gonna laugh when I say this. Redevelop aggressively the state's consumer agency. We don't do enough job in reaching out to people and letting them know what government is doing for them. That's why they think government does nothing for them. Mm-hmm. One other thing on that other issue mentioned about the senior citizen, I do think that if you, when they, and it's always the promotional focuses in the fall, is that once you sign up for a plan, you're stuck with that for a year. For a year. So you, the supplemental plan. So the result is making a, 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 a no decision sometimes is not the best, but making a, a selection without really having the knowledge or the assistance is definitely a disadvantage. I, I presume Malden has a, has, has a senior uh, element out of City Hall that Gary uh, Christensen and his office must have somebody who who, who uh, helps seniors uh, in getting answers to questions like that. Well, uh, they could have, although I, I think Malden has a very aggressive senior citizen program there and a go. site that people go to uh, for, for their various great. reasons so that uh, for... For exercise and other other types, and they have they have um, people come in and talk about various issues that are of, of concern to senior citizens, and I think um, the ones that are aware of it, the ones that you take advantage of it, I think they um, oftentimes find things out that help them. Yep, absolutely. More absolutely. important than that, sometimes you, you're made aware of what you shouldn't do, as opposed to just exactly. making it making a decision, and and I think people get older sometimes that they get someone to come in and they sound okay, and then they kind of put the pressure when you hesitate, and you get intimidated, and you, and you sign on the dotted line, and, well, that's, and that then is you especially have true. Remorse. That's especially true uh, uh, in tricking people on the internet. Suddenly, an alarm goes off, and they say, call this number, and you get scared. You say, yeah. oh my God, and uh, next thing you know, you got some guy saying to you, well, for, for $300, I can fix your, your computer, you know, and there's nothing wrong with the computer, that if you shut it off, it'd be fine. Yeah. Some time ago, I uh, someone who was in, actually was uh, was in the in the teaching profession, and she got a phone call having to do with her her uh, income tax, and and, they, and this is a person who uh, obviously has an education, education and background, and you know, it ended up whatever they would said to her, they, she panicked, and she was going. She had some medical issues then, which may have been a factor, but it wound up that she she. Was told they needed X amount of money, and then she says she didn't have that much money in her checking account that they needed. So they they changed the number, and she sent up the money. And then of course afterwards she found it was the whole thing was a scam, and she she didn't tell anybody. She told me so, because she was so, so embarrassed. embarrassed. Yeah, so yep. to admit that someone in her, uh, who was professionally uh, earning 
an well, income. These, these guys are good. These guys are not are not uh, amateurs when it comes yeah. to what do you need to say? How do you you know? What are the words that you use? You know, how do you make people feel good about themselves? You know. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, well, thank you for having me today. Well, I'm delighted you were able to make it, and um, the weather was good today, and you found the parking space out front. I right, and, and I and I got the uh, and I and I uh, and I got the color code for today, which is yeah. yellow. I hope everybody out there watching is put on something yellow so they can. Yeah, we're looking at the monitor, by the way, and the monitor suggests that these uh, were were twins with orange. Right, we look like we look like uh, Donald Trump. We're all orange. <laughs> well, the know. same color as his hair. Yeah, his hair, right, right. It's very funny. Or his eyebrows, maybe. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> Speaking of Donald Trump, uh, uh, you're going to able at this time. Uh, it's, a, it's still a bit away in terms of time. Make a prediction or pro projection of who the nominee is going to be for the Republicans. Well, there there are two answers to that question. The answer is yes and no. The answer is yes, if in fact uh, one of the upcoming trials doesn't surprise us in some way by literally blowing him up and imploding him politically. And, and there's one case coming up that uh, the one in Florida in Mor-a-Lago, uh, of all of the cases, uh, whether he... Uh, deliberately hid the uh, documents, which were, uh, uh, despite what he says over and over and over again, did not belong to him, actually belonged to Ed and me and you and America. And then uh, he knew that the government was coming for those documents, and so he figured out a scam by which he would hide them or attempt to hide them from the government. And... Um, that is that is a very 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 serious crime. I, I know it's hard to imagine why it would be so curious. It's only documents, and later we found out, for example, that President Biden and former President Bush and mm. Vice President um, Pence yes. all had accidentally taken a document. It's one thing to have a document misfiled. And once you find it, you immediately send it back. It's another thing to not only deliberately take it, but then when you know they're looking for it, refuse to give it back and say, I don't have to give back a document that doesn't belong to me. And, you know, I know there are other cases out there, the one about him and Stormy Daniels, and there's one about him and, you know, obviously the woman who, the jury which just found him guilty of the sexual assault and the New York case. But the one that I think could change everything is the one down in Mar-a-Lago because in that particular case, you have attorneys, his own attorneys, Ed, who have turned on him and have provided evidence to the government about, quote-unquote, the the fact that he deliberately, uh, he was told what to do and he deliberately went out of his way to not do it. Having said that, short of that, he will be the nominee. There's no question about that in my mind. You know, it's, it's interesting. DeSantis, um, who is the governor of, of Florida uh, now, um, his campaign theme is essentially, I am more electable than Trump and more extreme than Trump. And so in a weird way, instead of getting to Trump's left, like 
Asa Hutchinson, who's the former governor of Arkansas, even Chris Christie, the former governor of, uh, of New Jersey, New Jersey. Um, uh, the former governor of uh, South Carolina, uh, the uh, uh, Nikki Haley. They're all saying, I'm, not, I'm more electable and I'm not as extreme. But, but DeSantis is saying, I'm more electable because I'm more extreme. I took on Mickey Mouse in Florida. I, I'm, I'm taking on, uh, on uh, um, the gay community. I, I'm taking on uh, you know, people, that, the, the woke community. It's a very interesting strategic idea that you can get to the right of Donald Trump. But he is doing it very successfully so far. I think that's going to eliminate the opportunity he has to win in November, but it may be the strategy that has him win in the primary. It's the, these others, they can't get to his right, and so you know, he makes them out to seem like they're Democrats. You know? Well, the same thing's happening this year that happened two, years ago, two elections ago in that um, the Republicans had, I think at that time he ran the first time for president, this is Donald Trump, there was at one point there were seventeen candidates, candidates for the for the Republican nomination, including people like the former governor of uh, of New York and the and this brother to the former president, and on and on, qualified people who had decent resumes. And uh, when I used to watch those debates, the thing that I thought made it interesting that he was part of it, but it wasn't as a credible candidate. Because he never he won said, for anything, never run anything. And, and he, you know. and he uh, certainly had outrageous kinds of statements to make as, a, as someone posturing for, for uh, an inside movement towards being the nominee. But the thing is, the large numbers of people ran, divided up the vote, and he had that solid group that was with him from the almost from the beginning that much of it, they perceived him as if he were the apprentice guy running for for a re renewing his TV contract as opposed to president. But now, this year, I think even you're up to now about ten or so who who have indicated they are either officially running or thinking of running, and some of that has to be that they. It's hard to envision how any of them, some of them who have token amounts of public opinion votes support. Um, where he seems to have this thirty-five percent at the low. It's even, of the, of the it's even, even higher than that, actually. His his floor in in and it was funny because I knew I was coming here today. I looked it up to make sure I was it was still accurate. His lowest number since two thousand and sixteen, after he had run for a bit, was thirty-nine percent. His highest number was what he got on election day in 2016, which was 46%. He dies at 46. That's why Biden, despite all the talk and all the hoopla, Biden's not worried about a one-on-one -on -one race. He hopes He's he worried has that. He, because he knows it, if Ed Lucy were the candidate or Michael Golden was the candidate or you out there were the candidate against Donald Trump, you would win 54-46 53-47, you would win. The problem is, is if a third person gets in and all you need to win is 46 or 47, because you've got to, the right place to there get you go. the votes. And you've got to remember that Bill Clinton became president in 1992 with 43% with of the vote. Woodrow Wilson, 43% of the vote. Uh, 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 Richard Nixon, 1968, 
43% of the vote. So it's not, it's not unusual to have three candidates, even if the third candidate's weaker. If you're pulling down 10 or 15 or 20% of the vote, oftentimes you're taking it away from uh, the second-place finisher, not the first-place finisher. You mentioned all the different ones that vote with the minority of the vote. Go uh, in Bush. Which Bush? The, the younger For, Bush. Okay, so so yes, it was it was uh, Gore. You were talking about Al Gore yeah. and and uh, and and Bush, and of course uh, Ralph Data, one in Florida. Oh, that's right. That's it right. was the yeah. Florida. It was the, it was, you know, and and to this day, having gone down to Florida after it had been part of the historic recount, there was absolutely no question in my mind if they had counted every vote. That the goal the was the, 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 this the the hanging chads, yeah. you know that that uh, that uh, uh, Gore would have won. The, the 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 Supreme Court, the Republican Supreme Court, five to four, five Republicans, four Democrats, voted to stop the count in Florida, and uh, that gave the vote to uh, to uh, uh, Bush, and he won the election. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting story because when you imagine uh, that. Um uh, a person who got the most votes, but they weren't in the right place. Some in some ways, if you do the math and well, the, the electoral college, but he even quietly, in 2016, yeah. she he lost the he lost the popular vote to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Not only in 1920 in, and in 2020, and you know by millions. And but again, it's where the votes come yeah. from. If you if you're winning Wyoming and you're winning uh, North Dakota. You know they get they get votes too, and it doesn't matter how West much you would You know <laughs> places with no people but lots of land. Yeah. Well, I'll, I uh, I think some of the reason there's so many people in their own way they each think that they potentially can garner up all those votes that are not the anti votes or their their uh, anti uh, current uh, nominee Biden. Excuse me, not Biden, but uh, Trump, and that they they can somehow or other figure it out and get it. Get to be nominated, but the thing thing is that's their, the the case in Florida is a big issue because that could involve national security, and that would be that's obviously the a point, right? reflection on his lack of uh, common sense, among other things. And, but, and that's really about whether Ed that the television communicators can make people understand why it matters. Now, I've been involved in government my entire life, um, federal government, uh, state and local government. I've never seen a document that's marked top secret. Why would you? You, 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 think you can't trust you. you You're you a politician. There you go. <laughs> and 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 so, so most people don't know, including myself, quite frankly, the enormous sensitivity that some of those documents have. Not not in exactly what they say, but in how we got the information. That the 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 our our enemies, our world enemies, China and Russia and 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 uh, and North Korea, they know how to play a, a document. Someone explained it to me. It was very fascinating. In in I was in D.C. and went to a a, a conference because I, I I really was interested in what they were. I was trying to figure out how bad could this be if he if he took a document. You know how do you figure out? They can track back with the slightest piece of information, who it was on their side, who could have leaked it. And so 
in the past, what's happened when when we have these spy cases, oftentimes the spy cases are because our spies in other countries have been revealed because of the um, the other side getting these documents, which allow them to say, what eight people, what five people, what three people could have given that information. And and oftentimes, to my shock, quite frankly, it was something that small, that the number of people who actually know the information that we're talking about is so infinitesimal that it's got to be either Ed Lucy or Michael Goldman or Joe Blow, and that's it. And once you figure out it's down to three, you know, you know, our advantage of having people in other countries spying for us, giving us information. You know, Israel obviously is famous for Mossad and the and the uh, and the uh, the spy networks. So um, this is not a small thing what he did taking those documents. Even though it took me a while to figure out why, to me, in some ways, assaulting a woman is more you know would seem to be a worse thing. But then you realize how you put the entire United States at risk because you have to change how we gather information from other countries. It's sort of fascinating. Well, along with all of that that you've just mentioned, the, the other concern is that now they're starting to circulate some rumors, and it's obviously that's one of the difficulties you have when you do these long-time yes. investigations. People, for their own reason, talk to people who... Uh, Maybe you shouldn't be talked to when they, they sometimes pass off things that are supposed to be kept under the wrap until a, a later time. But that, uh, in addition, not only taking them and not returning them when he knew he had them, or knew in ahead of time that he had them, is that now they're saying that there's possibilities that uh, uh, that they were shown to other people, which means that uh, you know the adage about two people have a secret, one's not dead, there's no longer a secret. So, you know, absolutely, you you've and and the. Third part of this that we haven't talked about is his need for money. And why did he take the documents that he took? And is there a pattern to the countries that could benefit from those documents? Countries that he either had a business dealing with, like Saudi Arabia or uh, Turkey or Russia. You know, Russia is a great example of that. I, I, I don't know if you saw it today. Uh, a number of years ago, when Joe Biden was attempting to run for president, a story broke about a woman who accused him of assaulting her when she was an aide in the Capitol. And for a while, the story was was played out, and he he denied it. But you know, it was one of those things where who knows what the story is. Turns out today, as we film this, she's in Russia. Turns out she was a Russian agent. And she's now living in Moscow. The woman who accused Joe Biden of assaulting her in 2020. Oh, and that's and that's, and that's today. Oh, I, I should have turned the TV on. I, I I'm telling you, for t today, oh. I wish I would brought the story. I wish I could think of her name. But she was, she claimed that she was walking in the halls and he grabbed her and and now she's living in uh, in Russia. She's, uh, she's uh, become a Russian citizen. So, you know, you, you can't make it up. I, in a million years, I never would have, you know, I, you know, whether he did it or not, who knows. But, you know, back then they couldn't figure out that she was a Russian spy. You think possibly she's mixing up Joe with his son? I mean, Joe, his son's got a lot of baggage. Boy, oh boy, there's a kid who's got, uh, you know, talk about, uh, you know, you don't want to be him, my God. But, the, you know, again, you, listen, we we... 
for those of us, for those of you watching Hold Enough, you know, there was a president who literally held his brother hostage inside the White House during his term because he was worried about him and the mischief he could cause. And that was LBJ and his brother Sam Houston Johnson. Paul was six, the six-pack guy. <laughs> no, 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 that's the other one. And then right after that, we got Jimmy Carter and his brother. You know, with the, 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 yeah. he was the six-pack guy. And, you know... You know, and Richard Nixon had his brother Donald, who was involved with uh, the billionaire, uh, uh, the crazy billionaire with uh, Howard Hughes, and uh, with the fingernails. Every right, everybody's <laughs> got a relative. That's the dear problem. <laughs> Everyone's got a cousin. That's and, right. You, know, uh, listen, you can pick your friends, but you can't uh, pick your relatives. Hey, I I was in a a barber shop recently, and. Um, this guy was cutting hair, and it turned out that he was related to, uh, allegedly, to Charlie Baker. And how he was related to Charlie Baker, I don't know. But he couldn't wait to, to tell everybody walking in, you know, my cousin's Charlie Baker. Like, you know, well, you know, I can I can do that for you. My cousin's Charlie Baker. I can call my cousin Charlie Baker. You know, you're, you're, you're sitting in, in, in City Hall as Mayor Ed Lucy, and you don't know your kids out of the, out of things. Oh, well, I'll talk to my father. We'll take care of it. You know, it's all, there you go. And, you know. Well, the uh, the one thing that'll be two two things I'm going to leave with 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 a with a prospective nominee for the Republicans. One is that the Stormy the, the Stormy Davis thing, although that's a, that's a personal de- defect. Um, it, it it is also a criminal possibilities, well, yeah. but that. Uh, it, they, they now have him on a tape conversation, supposedly, yep. and um, the question then becomes: um, Do the people who um, pride themselves on being God-fearing people, who are part of his base and a good part of his base, do they overlook all his flaws, including something like that, where they you're breaking one of the Ten Commandments, uh, which? In this case, we, he probably hasn't kept any of them. Uh, yeah, but another end, well, that'd be interesting. The other part, of it, in an earlier show, uh, back a couple of months ago, uh, I took a position that I said he will not be the nominee of the Republicans, and I'm thinking more and more as we get closer and closer to some of these cases being finalized, and the fact that so many of the people that are in the in the in the in the ring, so to speak, to vie for the nomination, that maybe some of them feel the same way. That's why they're in it, because obviously, if not him, who? And, exactly. And, uh, it's got to be somebody. Yeah, and, and you've got to hope that um, something will implode. That's that's what you're really going yeah. for. You, you If you're not in the ring, you won't be taken seriously if something happens. So it costs you nothing to throw your hat on. I mean, Chris Christie's a great example. He was not exactly, didn't exactly leave the governorship of New Jersey. I I believe he had a 14% favorable in New Jersey. And six years later, you know, nobody seems to be questioning why he's jumping in. Just for what you said, Ed. Because, hey, who knows what's going to happen with Trump? You don't know. Might as well take the chance. The, the more interesting thing we haven't talked about is the the weakness of Joe Biden. What I've seen over and over again in the polling is if people have a choice, they would prefer it not be him, not because they don't like him and not because they don't think he's done a good job or they think he's been because they don't. They just think 
is he going to make it another four years? And they don't believe he's going to make it four years, and they worry about, as he ages, um, his ability to um, uh, do the job. Um, if he was 20 years younger, this would be a joke race. Well, I mean, it would be compatible in age to the, to the prospective nominee for the Republicans. Well, it, well, you know, Trump's not that much. It's only about seven, eight years younger. He's younger than, no, not that. It's, even it's, less than that. Less than that. Less than that. Oh, but somehow Trump doesn't look, and it'll be interesting to see if people, you know, listening sort of nod to themselves. I'm, I'm 74, and my knees hurt. And one of my hips hurt. And when I get up to walk, I may look great, but when I, I, it takes me a little bit to get out of a chair, right? And when I see Biden speaking or hear Biden speaking or see him speaking, he doesn't come across as particularly old or infirm. But when I see him moving, I'm always taken aback and how he walks like I do. He walks like an old guy. And that's an interesting problem because it's a visual. Now, they're trying very hard to not put him in places, but he's got to walk to the microphone. He's got to walk away from the microphone, and he walks like he's stiff. Gingerly. Gingerly, and and like he's about to fall down. Trump, who's only a couple of years, you know, was, uh, what, two years older than me, you know, he's a big guy, heavy. You'd think he would have trouble with his knees, but he doesn't look like he is physically impaired, and that's the fundamental visual difference between the two of them. On the other hand, I do think the number I talked about, that 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 ceiling of 46%, he can't get to 46.1. We haven't seen a poll... In eight years, eight years, where he's ever gotten beyond 46%. That's it. Now you can go lower, but you can't go higher. So again, we go back to Ed's thing about are there, there, you know, is there a third-party candidate that gets in? Is there somebody who runs uh, as as saying that neither the Democrat or the Republican are worth like Ralph Nader did or like Ross Perot did? Or, or, or like, uh, you know, um, 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 George Wallace did. That's all in our lifetimes, you know. And um, that's the interesting thing, whether, whether there'll be a viable third party. In that case, God forbid, as far as I'm concerned, but, you know, he could, he could do this thing again. He could steal it again. Well, it'll be pretty uh, if it's a three-party, if it's a three-candidate uh, final, and if uh, – if it if it turns out that uh, the the former president is, is the nominee, he would then win. I would think, based on the fact the split vote he would lose would be less than what the Democrats would it lose. It would be all off of, Same, off of Biden. Nasser yeah. in Florida, his his votes, but Clinton maybe was president because Ross Perot got eighteen percent of the vote, and he would, his vote came from the Republicans. There you go. You never know how it's going to play out. But and I, my own view is uh, it's up to now, even though. Um, he seems to have a base. Uh, the governor of Florida, I, I, I think he, he maybe not be, having been exposed to the national kinds of situations, he, he, and he doesn't project as a comfortable kind of person. He's got. He seems like he's angry at a lot of groups of people who only 
uh, uh, he's angry at me, although because he doesn't like their sexual persuasion or he doesn't like the, the, some of the... But he's, he, he's talking, it's interesting you should say that, he is, he is talking to a whole bunch of people who think other people get everything and they get nothing. And I'm talking about white men. Yeah. The, the idea that it's not a great thing to be a white guy in America is crazy. Now, is it better to be a woman or a minority in 2023 than it was in 1973? You're damn right it is. When I graduated from college, 2% of every medical school class and 3% of every law school class were made up of women. This year, it's 58 and 53. Now, think of all the... Now, if you had put me on a lie detector in 1970 and said, the women have an equal... Life, I'd say, of course they do. They can go to law school. They can go to, Two and three percent. My grandson, whom I adore, when he was five years old, came out, said something to his mother, and his mother, who was an attorney, along with her sister, called me to let me know. She said, you know what Elliot said to me today? He said, Ma, can boys be doctors too? Can they what? Can boys be doctors too? Oh, wow. Because every doctor he had ever had had been a woman. Now, I, I, does that mean there's more opportunity for women? Yeah. Does that mean there's less opportunity for men? Yeah. It's still damn good to be a white guy yet. I don't want to say anything. We we still own a lot of the the the, the especially if you can hit the curveball. And if oh, you get, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, but but you know, it, 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 there's a whole bunch of people out there who look around and say, "I could have been a lawyer if that woman didn't take my slot. If that that if that immigrant didn't take my slot. That black person didn't take my slot." And the anger is what he taps into. That 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 anger that says. Everyone's you pay taxes and they don't. They get things that you don't get, you know. Um, uh, and um, it's a brilliant set. And and the reason I bring it up is because um, um, DeSantis, he's taking it one step further. He's going against Mickey Mouse, saying Mickey Mouse is woke because he allows anyone to go to, to the Disney World who wants to go, whether you're gay or straight or white or black, whatever. You, you, have you ever been with your grandkids to, to or your kids to, to um, Disney World? It's a phenomenal place to go, right? And they say, well, you know, uh, the, 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 there are too many people there who, who don't look like me anymore, who aren't like me anymore. And there you go, and and it's a, again, f as we look at voters, voters tend to be older white people. And it, that's it, well, they're certainly the ones that have uh, an interest. I don't think this is necessarily the younger people. Well, one they would be, tend to be one issue of people, but as an extension of what you're saying about the law schools and the medical schools, and one of the news clips last night that was on, they had the the, the senior. Uh, the seniors from the graduating class oh, in, I saw in, that, yeah. in, in groups of uh, 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 in the Boston public school system, and uh, the, the most telling uh, uh, that I got out of it when I first turned it on was almost all of the top students are girls. Right, and 
they certainly don't come from America the way and I they know don't of. Come, uh, but there was one young man that they did interview, and he was a few of them. He was the, one of the few males because the 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 females out, out, outnumbered all the high scholars from the graduating class, and he was from Honduras. The ones that were oftentimes the in the other schools when they talked to them and they interviewed them on the TV, they they were the first ones members of the family to go to college. So there is I, I a, saw that same story. I, yeah. I was and again, it, it, it's exactly what I'm talking about. Is these kids work hard, just like you know, when 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 I graduated Baldwin High School, we had one Asian girl in my class whose father owned a laundry in Suffolk Square. And we graduated 500, probably 560. It was a huge, you know, back in the 60s, you had those huge classes, you know, 500, 560. My son was 700. There you go, huge. And, um, and um, now, last year, as you know, I was lucky enough to have been honored by the high school. Um, and uh, I went in. And the school is, I wouldn't recognize the place. It reflects Malden now. And it's not Irish and Italian. And everyone that I knew was Irish, Italian, Polish. Um, they were uh, Jewish and Catholic. We had very few Protestants, actually, um, uh, compared to the number of Catholics and, and the Jewish neighborhood. Depends what part of Malden you live in. Right, exactly. But I mean, you know, <laughs> Italian Catholics and Irish Catholics were the dominant. Uh, a religious yeah. group, and they were all white, and, uh, and, and some again Polish Catholics. Um, and I looked around, and I said, "This is and 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 nine of the ten or ten of the ten top students were uh, immigrants. Were what? Were immigrants? Were, were five, ten, nine oh, of the Boston? ten in Malden? Oh, Malden. Yeah, uh, yeah. In fact, um, um, as I look back, uh, when you when you see the top ten students in the high school now, in the in for a number of years, for the most part they're Asian. Yeah, and there is likely to be female. I had a conversation with a member of the school committee. This was years ago, when the Honey Fist was still in Malden, so that kind of tells you how long ago it was. And I met he was on the school committee, and I mentioned to him, I said, if you're looking now at the school committee, I said, uh, uh, as a member, I said that the, the top students oftentimes are Jewish in the Correct. graduating class. And I said the perception is that there's there's a higher Jewish population than in reality because they, they have the Absolutely. they had the professional businesses and they business owners and they they did well in, in the in academically at the high school. And I said in the years to come I said it's gonna be the Asian kids who exactly. are going to be the top. And, and that's, that's exactly and what's that, happening. You're absolutely happened. right. Yeah. You know yeah. and, and again it, it it's not I just finished and I recommend this this book, um, it's called um, The First Kennedys. And it's about John F. Kennedy's father, Joseph Kennedy, his father, P.J. Kennedy, Patrick Joseph Kennedy, and his father, who died when he was young, and his mother, Bridget, who was the matriarch of the family. And how coming to... Was that um, the recent book published? Yeah, it's called like, the first, the first Kennedys. Yeah, I, review, I read the reviews. And and but what was interesting, I always loved the things I didn't know. Uh, and they lived in as the the, the Irish often did uh, in East Boston and the North End. They were before the Italians and the Jews. First, the, first it was the Irish, then the the Jews, 
and Jews moved to the West End, and the Irish came, and they, I mean, the Italians came, and they stayed. They never really left. But Bridget Kennedy, who was the, you know, came from Ireland, um, when uh, when uh, she died, she was buried in Cambridge. When her son, John Kennedy's grandfather, P.J. Kennedy, Patrick Joseph Kennedy, died, he was buried in Malden. He's buried at Holy Cross in Malden. And there's a whole family plot of Kennedys who are buried in Malden. And you say, well, why, why weren't they buried in, in Boston? Because there was no Catholic cemetery. You could not bury a Catholic inside the limits of Boston in the 1860s, 70s, and 80s. I was shocked. I never knew that they were here. And again, um, uh, the, 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 uh, J- Joseph Kennedy, the, uh, the, um, John Kennedy's dad, used to talk about how he made all the money. But it was really Patrick Kennedy and Bridget Kennedy. Bridget started small, had a small business. He expanded it. And he, Joseph Kennedy went to Harvard, for God's sakes. you know, And he was so anti-Irish, Joseph P. Kennedy, given the fact that John Kennedy was so, so much of what I remember about him is how proud he was to have been an Irish person, to see that his father was really an Irish, basically, you know, didn't want anyone to think he was from Ireland because that's those people came from there. Is it any different than when we got in, in terms of people's, you know, embarrassment about, um, you know, um, uh, the others, if you will? You know, and he was back then an other. The, the Irish were not powerful, as you well know. It was the 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 Cabots and the Lodges and the Saltonstalls and the, the Lodges speak only to the Cabots, and the Cabots speak only to God. Right, that was the old <laughs> line. So, it's, I, I really recommend that it. it's called the First Kennedys. I, I really don't know the author, but I, I was absolutely blown away at how much I did not know about Boston. The history of Boston, the anti-Catholicism, which was rabid around here, and again, you know, I think now about, you know, the people who are empowered, they're white Irish Protestants, Jews, and who are they mad at? The others, you know, except they're not Irish now. They're speaking of the uh, Kennedys. One last thing about the national campaign. Uh, the, uh, Mr. Young Joe Kennedy, yes, is, is throwing his hat in the ring, so to speak. No, no, that no, no. Uh, Robert Kennedy, son. Yes, that's but his name is Bobby Kennedy, uh, not well, Joe. Okay, uh, so um, he he. There's also somebody else that's taking up uh, papers and announced that he's right. Running. How much of an effect will they have on the primary vote? Uh, well, first of all, with the with Young Kennedy. He has a vote issue, which makes him difficult, I think, sometimes for people to get kind of jazzed up about him. And he's got some wild ideas about medications. Right. And, Let me and put it to you this way, Ed. I, in my phone, I have the telephone number of four of his brothers and sisters. My phone. Yeah. I, I, I worked for Teddy, and I knew Kathleen, and, of course, Joe was my client for, for Congress. Um... um uh, back in 1986, you remember that fight? And Teddy obviously was a big client of mine. Um, if there were any opportunity for Robert Kennedy 
to uh, to have an impact. The entire family, including his mother, Ethel, would have a press conference that basically said, don't vote for our brother or son. So that would, that, a lot of people assume that because Bobby Kennedy was a liberal, this guy's, but he is very much on the fringe. He's a very much a Trumpian kind of candidate, not yeah. totally, yeah. Yeah. but he is, he, he's, he is, he's not a concern for Biden. Biden's concern is don't fall down. He's got to just not fall down. And I know that sounds like I'm being supercilious or, or funny, but I'm not. If he can, if he simply presents himself as being able to continue to serve um, and doesn't have a stroke and doesn't have physical impairment, he'll he'll beat Trump just because Trump can't get to fifty. Yeah. But again, if God forbid something happens, I don't know what happens with Camilla Harris. At the state level, uh, uh, Governor Baker served two times, decided not to run for re-election, whether that's a, a tradition in Massachusetts, whether a two-term limit or not. But How about oh, that he got a job for $3 bucks? Yeah, yeah, well, th that's another. Well, he had a pretty good job. He, w he left uh, when he ran for governor. Right, but uh, it wasn't quite as much yeah. as he's making now at the yeah. NC2As. Yeah, he and Marty Walsh must have gone to the same. Whoa, uh, so. my client, my client, very good friend, yeah. and uh, he got $3 million bucks still. And, and uh, but he's the union person. He's running the N NHL union. Uh, uh, Baker's actually making more money than him uh, as the head of the NC two ways. And the and the NBA colleges. no the CF the National Football guy gets even far oh, more. Oh, he gets more than uh, than yeah. God. He makes more. The God comes down and says, "Thirty million or something." Yeah. I can't. You yeah. Can't but, you just see God coming down saying, "What do you want to be?" And he's yeah. just the head of the NFL. Yeah, yeah that's what I want. Yeah, but. Uh, so the um, Baker, in some ways, was thought of as a rhino, you know, a Republican name only. And when you think about it, how few Republicans there, even to be elected, uh, says he had to have something going for him. Well, you know, he, unfortunately, or fortunately for the state, um, he, he gave the affect, he had the affect and gave the affect of being a guy who'd work with anybody and everybody. And that's what the public really wants. In some ways, no matter where you are ideologically, you want the two sides to figure out how to make it work. And, you know, you know as a mayor and a counselor and a leg legislator, part of the job is figuring out how do you get as much as you can from the other side while advocating for the things that you believe in. Uh, you know, Jimmy McGovern, the congressman from Worcester, just had that very difficult decision to make on the uh, debt ceiling because he is the chief advocate for f food programs for the hungry in America. And one of the things that this this bill did uh, that, that, that Biden had to give up was to uh, decrease the money that was available for food for the hungry. And he he it was a brutal vote for him to make, but he voted against, he voted um, for the food program, he voted against the president, and you'd never expect that from a. But for most members, they took a look and they said, "I didn't get everything I wanted, but I got enough so that I can, I can split the difference, split the baby, if you will." Uh, and and uh, you know that's governing is about compromise, and and Baker did that very well. Having said that. 
um, Maura Healy is perceived to be, by many voters, the continuation of that, not ideology, but that political thinking. Even though there are no Republicans in the state, per se, and right now I'm wondering whether the former head of the Republican State Party is... Uh, and, and others are heading oh, off to Lions. Lions. They're, they're now saying there's $600,000 in the hole of the Republican Party. $600,000 they owe. for, and So I don't know how they ever feel the candidate if, if, if you're that, you know, you, you, you can't have a party if you're not, if you, if you can't advocate for, for candidates. That said, as you well know, the legislature... 160 members now, um, tends to lean progressive. But there are plenty of people there, men and women, who are Democrats who are not exactly uh, Ed Lucy's. Well, you know what amazes me? Well, like Johnny McNeil's. Let's yeah, uh, that at the, at the national level, how a party could be in lockstep like the Republicans uh, they have a six-vote majority, let's say, in the House in, the, in Washington, and yet they're able to, in spite of the differences within their own ranks, in, they they literally control the direction of what gets done. But uh, you say, gee, how can you how can you constantly vote consistently with everybody else? I mean, people that are married don't agree about something. There you go. So now you get back to I was looking at some, some numbers the other day, and in, at the local level. There's a hundred, hundred and sixty reps, of which about twenty five are uh, Republican. So there are only um, six state representatives who are Democratic, who voted against the speaker in the last there session. Ninety five point something was the a number of state reps who were Democrats voted on every single issue that the speaker had a position on. A vote and the interesting thing, of those six people who did not always vote with the speaker, three of them only disagreed with him on one vote, and three of them disagreed with him on two votes. And yet, we're supposed to be a group of people that look for compromise. It's like everything's done ahead of time. Okay, so there's two answers to that question. First of all, it's 1966. The governor of the Commonwealth in 1966 is John Volpe. The lieutenant governor is uh, is uh, Donald. No, uh, was was uh, no, John Volpe is the governor. Then the lieutenant governor was a Republican. Is it Donald Dwight or was uh, or, oh Sergeant Sergeant. Sergeant right? The United States senators. We had two of them. One was was Ed Brooke, a Republican. One was a Democrat, Teddy Kennedy. We had 12 congressmen, six were Republican, and six were Democrat. And of the other, uh, uh, the attorney general was a Republican, was Elliot Richardson. So, so three of the six state office holders, um, um, uh, six of the 12 congressmen, 50% of the, of the, uh, of the, uh, uh, um, Reps of the, the congressmen were, and so you, it was a very interesting state. 
we have nine congressmen. They're all Democratic. We have two senators. They're both Democratic. We have six uh, statewide officers. They're all Democratic. I mean, the difference is that there was a, a viable Republican Party back then that you and I grew up with. You know, that, that there were Republicans in Malden, for God's sakes. There were Republicans here. We had uh, um, Herbie Jackson was, before you, was a, uh, was a Republican. He got himself elected. And that, 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 that's part, part of what's changed is, is um, there just aren't any Republicans who run anymore. And um, the other thing that, that's, that's fascinating to me is we go back to the, to the House. When, when you were there, um, I believe there were 29 chairs, 29 chairmen of committees. On oh, the I, I don't think it's above 15. Yeah, even 15. Today, 50% of the 160 people in the House get extra money. No, no uh, it's it's 99 out of 160. No. Is it is it that many? It's ninety nine. Yes. Well, there's the numbers going up, but it was yeah. I, I I had heard that it was fifty percent. They were if they're not the chair, the, oh, the assistant well, get the extra dough. You didn't used to get extra dough if only you were the in, chair of uh, ways and means. means and those and you know now and then and then you've got uh, guys who become the uh, the uh, uh, in the uh, division chairs. Division chair one, six votes. Division chair two, five thousand dollars. Then you say. Why don't they challenge the speaker? Well, the speaker decides who gets that extra money. So the decision, the division between those who want to make the extra money and therefore are going to, you know, and those that do make the extra money, and there's your, your answer's right there. It, 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 it's very hard for people to not want to get along and go along when it, when it really is financial. Yeah. And we have to, you know, again, um, that's... That's been, I think, uh, a change that most people haven't seen. Yeah. Not that the speaker's ever wrong, because yeah. I've never known it to be wrong during my whole career. By the way, that 99 <laughs> would include a few Republicans, too. That's, oh, that's they get money, too? Are you kidding? The, the, yeah. the, there are th I think there are three or Th four senators. Three. Three. And they... They have a leader, they have an assistant leader, and they, have, they all make another $15,000. So why would they yeah. complain? Yeah. And fortunately for the local politicians... We had talked and had so much to talk about, and we're running out of time, so well, we can't get to say what how they could improve. So we'll have to save you for another show. Well, I look forward to it. And we can it. talk because our hour is up. Oh, and, my God. We went fast. And for those people who might have not caught the whole show, uh, it will be rerun on Saturday at 7 o'clock and on Sunday at 10 p.m. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can call me or you can bump into me in the street or you can call Michael and, and uh, he's well known and if you can't catch up with him go down and visit his brother on Ferry Street there you go uh, yeah. as and long that, as you stand there up he'll talk to you yeah, that one one more time for that uh, free gift that you can get from uh, on, on your home is 781-333-7128 Bill Alcha terrific <laughs>